Maybe it's a classic, or maybe a flop. Has Katie seen it? She probably has not. She'll sit down and watch it if it's good or it's bad. Hey, have you seen this? No, Katie hasn't seen that. Hi, I'm Katie, and if I had a nickel for every time someone said to me, Wait, you haven't seen this movie? Oh my god, you need to see this movie. I'd be very rich. So this is my podcast, where I finally watch those movies you all have told me I need to see, and I tell you what I think. Once again, we return with another episode of Katie Hasn't Seen That, but be warned, there will be spoilers, which could get hot like a boiler. Ayo, up top, that's the next word in our words that rhyme with spoiler. Unless one of you helps me come up with some sort of tagline, we're gonna keep on doing this. Today, I am watching a movie called Tank Girl. This was another movie choice for our St. Jude Children's Research Hospital fundraiser. There were three spots that people could donate to get movie recommendations in for Katie Hasn't Seen That and I Would Watch Them. And this one goes to Effin Karma, who donated for St. Jude and unlocked me recording this episode of Tank Girl. The other two movies, because I, I asked everybody who unlocked one of these to give me three movies to watch, just in the off chance that I had seen the one they wanted me to see. They also recommended The Brave Little Toaster. I have seen it, aka the saddest movie about inanimate objects ever. And the other movie was McClintock, which I have not seen and I believe is a Western, but that one intrigues me as well. So thank you, Karma, for donating to St. Jude and for unlocking Tank Girl as the next movie for Katie Hasn't Seen That. I have never heard of this movie in my entire life. I have no recollection of ever hearing the name Tank Girl or the words Tank and Girl ever used together. So this is like brand new everything for me. Yet when people were like, you're going to watch Tank Girl? My chat on Twitch just was like, oh my God, I love that movie. And I was like, this what? I was like the John Travolta walking around the living room in Pulp Fiction like, what? What? I, I feel like I've missed out on something. So because of that, I'm very excited to watch this. But I'm also really excited because it's from 1995. I'm a 90s kid. I fully believe that 90s alternative and 90s movies reign supreme. There's just something about them that just gives me that nostalgia hit. But also, I feel like some of there's just some good movies from the 90s. And I haven't had a ton of 90s movies for Katie hasn't seen that. So this one makes me excited. This movie stars Naomi Watts. Ice-T, Malcolm McDowell. These are actors I recognize and people I know. So I don't know how this one flew under the radar for me because it's also listed as a sci-fi action movie. It clocks in at one hour, 44 minutes. It's rated R. I, you know what? I like R-rated movies. I think it's because there's, you know, less limitations on what they can and cannot do. And I feel like there's just a little bit, this might, I don't know, I... It could go either way. I just find that I appreciate R-rated movies more, but I do appreciate a nice PG, PG-13 movie that just, you know, gets creative with things so they can still get away with some stuff and not get the R rating. I don't know why. Just R-rated movies, they just hit different, you know? What do I think Tank Girl's about? I have no idea because I have never heard of this movie before in my life. If I'm going to go with context clues based on the title, there's gotta be a tank and 
and a girl. Maybe there's a man who keeps a girl in a tank, but it's not going to be like that Tom Hanks movie with the mermaid. I think it was called Splash. It's not going to go that route because it's sci-fi horror. It's not horror. I don't know why I'm like, this is. there's a horror element to this, but apparently it's just a sci-fi action. There is no scary elements in this, Katie. Stop trying to make that happen. Well, maybe there's scary elements. If there's a girl in a tank, that sounds horrifying. So without looking up too much, I don't know what to expect. So let me see. I'm really going in the dark into this one, which you know what? Sometimes that's cool. You ever like see trailers for movies and they give away so much of what's going to happen in the movie. They essentially show you like the first act and then the climax of the movie to try to hook you to see it. But I'm like, I've already seen most of the movie. I already know that that person falls out of love with that person or uh oh, the dinosaur attacks the city. It's at this point. So I kind of like going into things with like zero knowledge, though I will admit sometimes I still end up not liking it. But this is an adventure and I'm ready for it. So what are the ratings for Tank Girl? It has a 5.4 out of 10 on Internet Movie Database. Oh, it's getting dicey. 38% on Rotten Tomatoes. 46% on Metacritic. Yo, but 82% of Google users like this movie. Google coming in with the, eh, it's a movie. All right, this is all over the board with ratings. I'm getting ready to watch this and I have a feeling I might be bewildered during it and I don't know why, but I get a vibe that I'm going to be confused and or in awe and or upset because I just pulled up a movie poster for the film and there's like a blonde lady with goggles on and there's a tank with a frog looking thing on the front of it and it says tank on it, but it's also painted in a very Beetlejuice-like fashion. So honestly, I'm kind of ready for this. All right, I'm going to go watch Tank Girl. I'm going to eat some popcorn maybe, and then I'm going to let you all know what I think. I have returned and I watched Tank Girl. I have to say, maybe I should preface this. Last night, I had like an elevated temperature. It was the weirdest thing. So I just happened to know that my temperature runs around like 97 degrees. And like literally in the last day and a half, I've been running like a degree 0.5 higher, which is super weird. So needless to say, I watched this movie in a little bit of a fever state. <laughs> and I don't know if it helped or hindered things. So let's talk about Tank Girl. It has this like comic book opening where it's just, you know, I kind of get it. It's based, this is a movie based on a graphic novel, which let me just read to you because I had to like, okay, I looked up stuff about this movie because it is, there's a lot to take in when you're watching Tank Girl. It's based on a British comic book created by Jamie Hewlett and Alan Martin. And it follows the story of someone named Tank Girl who drives a tank, which is also her home. I'm just going to read you something from Wikipedia. She undertakes a series of missions for a nebulous organization before making a serious mistake and being declared an outlaw for her sexual inclinations and her substance abuse. The comic centers on her misadventures with her boyfriend, Booga, a mutant kangaroo. The comic's style is heavily influenced by punk visual arts, saying it's disorganized, absurdist, and psychedelic. And also that the strip has very little regard or interest for conventional plot or committed narrative. Legit, that at least helps me understand the movie a bit because this movie had like 
oh my god it was disorganized and it did not have cohesiveness and it was just it was a lot to take in the whole time though i was like there's a didgeridoo playing in the background obviously the mutant kangaroos that come into play at some point i was like this has to take place in australia and i'm happy to report the strip was initially set in a futuristic australia although it drew heavily from contemporary british pop culture what can i say about tank girl it starts off and you have like 90s comic strip opening and there's like a voiceover with Lori petty kind of doing the oh you see i grew up in the desert and this is just who i am and i'm gonna be you know doing post-apocalyptic things oh it's my boyfriend's birthday and so it's legitimately just you know you get introduced or acclimated to this new character and you're like oh this is gonna be quirky i guess to just get it right out in the open i have a lot of problems with this movie <laughs> Mostly like it has no direction. Is it a comedy? Is it trying to be funny? Is it trying to be tongue in cheek? Like, who who is this movie for? Like, it cannot be for kids because there's boobs. Um, there's so okay. I you know what? I'm getting ahead of myself. Cut back to the opening. The year is 2033. So, you know, we only have 12 more good years before the comet hits the earth and water and power takes over and becomes the evil in the world, which honestly, that's not too much of a stretch to me. I have to say, like, the idea behind this movie is really neat. I love post-apocalyptic movies. Movies, and I love 90s culture. So in theory, I should have loved Tank Girl. It was a little jarring with the transitions with the comic book and the art. I loved the art. The art was really cool. And then the animations. I was like, this stuff looks really good. I just don't know that it worked very well with the movie and how they utilized it for the film. I love post-apocalyptic things. I really enjoy the idea behind this that, you know, water and power is super evil and water is a commodity. The guy who played the evil man in this, Malcolm McDowell, he plays like Kesley, the guy who is kind of in charge of the evil water and power corporation. And there's a way that they like kill people. It's like essentially they stick a thing into your body and then it turns into a filled water bottle like it sucks the liquid out of you and makes like water that's drinkable and i have to say uh, when that first happened i was like whoa that's kind of a cool concept and also damn that's a neat practical effect so i did enjoy like aspects of this movie and i feel like on a whole this is a cool idea for a movie it just was executed in a way that felt like i was watching a tv show or more like i was watching a music video like a very very long music video from the 1990s from like no doubt that is that how anyone else feels because that's how i feel malcolm mcdowell though did a great job as the bad guy and i feel like overall each of the characters individually made sense it's just like all together it was weird and it didn't really make sense and it felt very cartoony which i know it was like based on a comic book right but there's just something that maybe could have been done differently to make it not feel so casual like i watched this movie and i looked at the sets and i looked at the costume design i looked at the tank and all those explosions and i was like this took time and effort to put together it just missed something it missed like everything every scene missed something and i don't know if it was like the the times that tank girl would just look directly into the camera or almost seem like she was posing for a photo shoot or the serious moments where sam the little girl is being held in the drain and apparently tank girl had time to do her hair and change her costume it just felt like i wasn't rooting for anybody and it was just like 
someone grabbed my hand and dragged me along with this story that was just frenetic and all over the place. It essentially felt like a kid's movie, but with adult content in it. Like the mutant kangaroos and like the little girl calling her brother a peanut at, at some point, which was funny. I mean, that's a funny thing to say. She was riding a cow in the beginning and it's like, oh, cool. This is like, this is going to be something super different and unique. And it is different and unique, but it didn't really work for me. I don't get Tank Girl, y'all. The intermingling of the 90s grunge soundtrack, which I get, it fits the tone of the movie, but there's the point where she's like, don't come any closer. And she starts like using a scissor to cut her tights off. It just really didn't, nothing fit. Nothing made sense. Things went on for too long. Things went on for not enough time. And then you're in the next scene. You're like, what just happened? And you could follow what was going on. But there were times where I'm like, wait, why didn't they set that up? There was like very little character development. The movie is weirdly childish. Yet they have such adult content in it. And there's so much rapey sexual harassment things. And I was confused because I'm like, is this women empowerment or is this a commentary on that in some way? Because there's moments where, you know, at the big bad water and power, they've kind of enslaved people to do work for them. Naomi, that horrific sound you just heard was me trying to pronounce Naomi Watts's name and essentially an alien voice came from within me. And I'm leaving it in there because I cannot explain how my body did that. <laughs> Anywho, Naomi Watts is in this and she's got dark hair. I feel like I've only ever seen her with blonde hair. So when I first saw her, I'm like, is that Naomi Watts? And it is. And she plays Jet Girl in this and she's like a skilled engineer and she's getting creeped on by somebody at the Big Bad Water and Power. And at the end of the movie, it was satisfying when Jet Girl was able to go back and kind of shoot the guy who had been very sexual harassy towards her the whole movie. But then there's moments when we meet the kangaroo mutants and they're like super horny and they're like humping the girls and making a lot of sexual comments. And I was just confused about this movie in general and what message it was trying to convey to me. I, I still don't know what the message is. Also, I need to bring up in that scene where she's cutting up her leggings with the scissors and she cuts her overalls. I was like, this is an apocalypse. You don't just have clothes willy nilly. But then I was like, oh, this this is where I was mistaken in this movie. Apparently you can have fashion for days after a comet has hit the earth. So that's like soothing to me because I need glasses. And so that makes me think, oh, well, if you can just get whatever clothing you want, maybe in an apocalypse, I can like still see an optometrist and make sure my glasses prescription never gets too weak. Because that's my biggest fear is if there's an apocalypse, I'm like, oh, I think I could survive in one. And then I remember that I have really bad vision. So I wear contacts most of the time. In an apocalypse, no one's making the contacts. Also, your eye doctor's probably a zombie, not going to be making you some new glasses, making sure to check one or two. So that's my biggest fear is that if, if an apocalypse comes, my vision will be my downfall. But my brain has also worked out a plan. I'm like, all right, one of the first things I got to do, go to like an optometrist doctor's office or that even the one at Walmart and just grab tons and tons of different glasses prescriptions that are waiting to be picked up and bring them home with me. And hopefully over the years, I can figure it out. 
And now you have that plan too, if you are also nearsighted. <laughs> and just like my tangent, this movie is all over the place and doesn't know if it wants to be funny or dramatic. And every time it was trying to be dramatic or make me care about the characters, I just like recoiled a little bit. And I was like, I don't really care what happens to y'all because it's just so frantic. I didn't have time to get the meat of the character or attach any sort of relationship to them. And I didn't enjoy any of the characters. They all had like little annoying things that bothered me. And I think it's because the movie's not very cohesive. Oh my gosh, Karma, who recommended this movie, I hope you'll still be my friend after this. Also, I want to know what you thought of this movie. I hope this is not your most like beloved movie of all time. Ah, I struggled a lot with the cinematography in this movie because it was literally just like all over the place. And it did feel like a music video. That's the only way I could describe it. There's a point where she gets the tank and she's like posing on the tank and she's looking directly into the camera, which I think the fourth wall breaks were intentional, but it just, it was weird. It was just a weird thing to have in a movie. It, it felt like a low budget Harley Quinn, if that makes sense. I didn't really enjoy like the childish, childish, the childish of it. I didn't really like how childish it felt. Like Tank Girl was just not mature. She's living in this world and she's clearly an adult and she's just not taking any situation seriously when there really is some serious. I mean, I almost was like, is there something wrong with Tank Girl? I feel like maybe there's something wrong with Tank Girl. It probably didn't help that I felt like Tank Girl was kind of annoying. I thought Lori Petty just really put her all into it and I respect her for that and can appreciate that she did her work for this movie. I just didn't enjoy Tank Girl as a character because it felt very self-serving and that's how the movie felt. The movie just felt very self-serving, but I don't know to what extent. Was it just a grandiose and callous way of presenting this comic book? And I just think I've been spoiled by comic revisions of today and comic movies of today. And I, I mean, honestly, I like the grittiness to those. And I just feel like something like this in a gritty remake would work really, really well. I felt that, like there were a lot of plot holes throughout this movie. It felt almost like a bad stage play where nothing makes sense or you went to like a high school play and it's like we wrote this and they just dragged out sets and you know some girl came out and was like oh you know what do you just want to do that with the water and then like there's kangaroos at some point and then the kangaroos just start humping people i mean the kangaroos were neat and the fact that like ice tea was one of them booga was the best character obviously i think that is the one redeeming thing about this movie is booga it's the only thing i liked in this movie the makeup for the kangaroos really wasn't that bad i did think that was kind of fun that the ears moved when they were emoting and things like that and the fact that they got iced tea to be a kangaroo is honestly very impressive i am a big fan of 90s culture and nostalgia so there are a lot of 90s easter eggs peppered throughout and i think if you try to view the movie as like it's just a fun romp of nostalgia but like i was wanting more as i was watching it like there was a trolls doll in the tank at one point also i think it upset me how hard she was on the tank i'm like your name is tank girl and you are being so rough on this tank that is your home and that is your main transportation. And she's just yanking gears. And I was just that was I don't know. That was upsetting to me because I'm like, take care of this. This is a post-apocalyptic world. I think I got really hung up on the fact that this all took place in a post-apocalyptic world. And how could you not be more careful with your resources? I think I've watched way too much The Walking Dead and this is maybe 
what ruined Tank Girl for me. <laughs> but on top of that, there's barely any establishment of Tank Girl or the characters. It's just like you're thrown into this and I don't feel like there's much growth in much regard besides costume changes. The movie felt very rushed, but it was also incredibly long. Like the whole dance sequence in the club when she makes the... <sighs> That's the thing. There was that whole scene with Sam who was being sent to a client for like essentially sexual stuff. And Sam's like a 10 or a 13 year old girl. And then they capture the evil like Madame, who is the one who sent Sam to go do this. And they make her sing. And it's just like the consequences. It just didn't make sense. Like I wanted more Judgment Day-esque things or more resolution. It just felt like making a joke of really serious issues like sexual harassment, pedophilia, and rapey jokes. It just, there was stuff like that where I'm like, it might've been a product of its time, but I'm just like, damn guys, damn. Also, when we got to the ending, that last fight between Kesley and Tank Girl, like that was kind of neat. Like he had a holograph head, super intense hand cyborg arm, and they battled it out. The, the fight was a little lackluster and essentially he gets downed by a bucket of water being dumped on his head because she can't actually use the tank that she lives and uses daily. I think the incompetence of the lead character is upsetting because she's also so confident. And it's like that misplaced confidence that some people have where they're like, yeah, I know exactly what to do like all the time. And then they try to execute it and they don't. But they like make other people feel bad because they're like so confident and they say things with such conviction, but they're they're generally the people who can't do stuff the most. So this just movie, this movie is just misplaced confidence. So essentially, this movie is made around a character that encapsulates one of my pet peeves <laughs> in life. Also, at the end, it just was the most random thing. Like, she starts making out with Bo Booga, right? You know, so now it's like, oh, she's dating a kangaroo man. Good for her. But it just does all this, like, comic book animation that doesn't make any sense. It was, like, all over the place. I was like, am I supposed to be tracking what's happening here? At first, I was like, oh, is this, like, animation to express that Tank Girl and Booga are having sex? I literally was sitting there like, I think that's what this is, but that they wouldn't show it on film. And then it was very clearly not about that. And there was, like, a mission that they were on with Jet Girl. And then the movie just started rolling credits. And I was like, all right, I guess we're here now. Again, the art in the movie was really cool. And I love the 90s punk culture. I'm always like into that kind of stuff. And, you know, these actors did really give it their all. And I can tell that they did. It just didn't hit the mark for me. You know, it just didn't it didn't touch any part of me that I felt I could connect to or just let go into the frenetic, frantic energy of it. Because I think there were some like actual big issues and plot points that could have been explored that were almost just made into like jokes. And maybe in some philosophical weird way, that's a way of coping with things. And I couldn't tell if this was supposed to be a female empowerment kind of movie, but it just kind of felt like there's a lot of abuse of women in it and a lot of loose ends. Just like this movie just had a lot of loose ends. All right, I need to know if you've seen Tank Girl, what did you think of it? I also want to say thank you to Karma for recommending this movie to me for Katie hasn't seen that for St. Jude Play Live. I hope you understand that I still love and care about you a lot and I'm sorry that I did not like the movie you recommended to me. I always worry about that. 
that. But I want you all to know that I'm being honest about my reviews and I'm trying to express how they make me feel. Okay, so what am I going to give this movie? Oh boy. Oh, before I give a rating, I have to talk about one more thing that was upsetting to me. There's the point where Jet Girl and Tank Girl escape the evil water and power folks with the tank and the jet and they go to this lady's house and then the lady's there and holds them at like gunpoint and she meaning tank girl sneaks around a very open table where she the lady holding the gun could clearly see with peripherals and she gently bonked this lady on the head with a fish that was like a rubber fish and she fell down and then stole the gun it was it was so upsetting to me that i didn't know what to do with that because there's just so much about that scene specifically that just wasn't correct in how anything in life works and with that said i'm going to give this movie a two out of ten rubber fish bonks and i'm not angry i'm just disappointed that you made me watch this movie okay seriously though i really do appreciate you all giving recommendations and letting me experience movies that i wouldn't normally experience on my own apparently tank girl's a very popular movie i have never heard of it before this recommendation from karma who again thank you so much for donating to saint jude and recommending this movie for me to watch but when i had mentioned in my chat on twitch that i was watching that like literally the chat flooded with people who said they loved this movie so it's yet to be seen if I'm going to be disowned by folks for not liking Tank Girl. But on that note, let's share some comments from you all from the last episode of Katie Hasn't Seen That, where I watched Invasion of the Body Snatchers from 1978. And the first comment I will be reading is from Gothic Mess, who is the one who recommended Invasion of the Body Snatchers, who said on YouTube, this episode sure was snatched. LOL, I hope I'm using that right. Thanks for giving this a watch and for not hating me for picking it. I can hardly wait for the rest of the St. Jude episodes. Thank you, Gothic, for the recommendation again, and I'm so glad that you enjoyed the episode. And another comment from Twitter from A Tale Told who said, loved the rabbit holes in your review of this. The third best of four movie versions of the book. The food inspector detour was especially enlightening. Thank you, A Tale Told, for listening to the podcast. And I appreciate all the fun facts that you always share with me about each movie I watch. Thank you again to everybody for listening to today's episode on Tank Girl. Please let me know what you think about Tank Girl. There is one more movie left in our St. Jude Incentive recommendations, so keep your ears peeled for that. Follow me on Twitter at PlayKatiePlay, and you'll get lots of fun content from me on top of tweets letting you know that a new episode has come out. Follow me on Twitch at Katie Peters Plays. Come talk to me about movies and let me know what you thought of Tank Girl. And also, as always, I upload these to YouTube. Please Please give this movie a five-star review. If you like my podcast and enjoy what I do here, it would help me out a ton if you left a review over on any podcast platform, but also on Apple Podcasts. So I would really, really appreciate that. And thank you all for being here. I very much enjoy spending time talking to you about movies, and I can't wait for the next episode. Until then, don't worry so much about mutant kangaroos, but more so worry about, you know, water and power. So make sure that you always keep your water and power bills paid. Maybe they'll be nicer to you if the world ends. All right. Bye, everybody. If you want to hang out with me more, or if you just want to yell at me for my thoughts on a specific movie, I stream over on Twitch at www.twitch.tv slash Plays. Also, feel free to follow and chat with me on Twitter at Play. 
and on Instagram at Katie Peters Plays. Music written and performed by Mark Can Do It. Katie Hasn't Seen That is a part of the Geek Generation Network. Until next time, keep your popcorn warm for me.